My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet strategic choices that all of us can make in order to feel fully alive. Today in the studio is my good friend and thought leader, Nick Gillespie, who will challenge us on what it means to enter deeply into criticism, to be open to our critics in the life, to those that we might call haters even, and to see them as a gift, an opportunity to grow and evolve, not only to put up with them, but to actually come to a place where we can compliment them, where they might even become our allies, even more so our confidants at some point in time. It is a fantastic conversation for leaders, for every human being, quite honestly, who find themselves in difficult family relationships, friendships, or even trying to navigate this crazy time on social media. How do we deal with criticism and how do we use it and leverage it to become the very best version of ourselves? Listen now. Nick Gillespie, it's great to have you back here in the studio. It's good to be back. Three Words Podcast, new studio, and obviously as a pastor, as a thought leader, as a community uh, influencer, I am so excited to be able to have this conversation with you. So kick us off with our three words today. Yeah, compliment your critic. Compliment your critic? I mean, I was wondering what people would think about this. I am so excited to have this conversation with you because most people I interact with would avoid their critics. So, yeah, it's a little different than ignore your critic. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I think uh, what intrigues me about this conversation is uh, how do we get there? Mm. How do we actually get to the point where we can offer a sincere, genuine compliment to someone who's actually maybe, you know, has a target on our back and they're kind mm. of out for us potentially? Um, I think for me, like I've, I've had to develop an appetite for criticism. Mm. The fact is you can't avoid it. You know, we try to avoid it because it's unpleasant, because it, uh, you know, it, it get, we get frustrated, angry, you know, we feel it's unjust, you know, we feel like people don't understand us, we don't feel hurt, all, all those sort of things. But, you know, if we can kind of take a step back and develop an actual appetite for it, we can actually use criticism to become better. I have never heard the phrase, you've now coined it, an appetite for criticism. But I'm guessing when you use that term criticism, you mean constructive criticism, not not just people firing darts at you, but actually criticism that will help you become a better version of yourself. Well, I, and I think, you know, there's some people who are offering us criticism because they have our best interest in mind. And obviously that's someone that I want to be open and receptive to. There's some people that are just critics of us, but they might have a nugget of truth yes. that we might need to mine for. And even if they don't have our best interest in mind, there's something good we can get from them. So Nick, we've talked about this for years. You and I have been friends for years and years, and we've helped mentor students. And we've helped mentor leaders across the country, honestly. Mm-hmm. And we will encourage people, even when someone comes to you and says a really hard, potentially hurtful thing, yep. even with poor intention, Yep. That we would look for that nugget of truth. Because if someone actually says something about us, there's probably something there mm-hmm. that we can grow from, learn from, even if their attitude was not the most positive or yep. even if their intentions were to hurt us. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the big things, things that we have to learn how to do is to separate ourselves from our roles. Okay. So my role as, you know, whether it's in uh, in my job, my role in my family, my role on social media, uh-huh. my role on the team from my actual self. My self is bigger than any, any one role that it could have. Here we go. Yeah. It's, it's my whole self. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so what happens is if someone says, Hey, you're a jerk. Well, what they might just be saying is, well, you're a jerk as a boss. 
they're not saying that necessarily I myself am a jerk at my core. So, but they don't know that. So I've got to be able to separate myself, take a step back and be able to say, no, like myself is bigger than that, but maybe I am a jerk as a boss Mm. and I need to rethink my approach or my tone and how I'm trying to lead or work with people. Well, so there's a certain amount of teachability you're talking about. There's a certain amount of humility that comes with being able to not only listen to your critic, but compliment your critic. I, you know, even as you say, you're a jerk, what does it look like if someone does actually come to you and say, you're, you're a jerk to pause and say, you know what? I appreciate you sharing that with me. And as I think about you, I actually think you're a fantastic human being because hmm. <laughs> again, that's what we're talking about. We're not just talking about listening to criticism, but actually taking it a step farther and complimenting your critic. I, you know, I work with uh, collegiate and professional athletes and mm-hmm. even last night yeah. I was at a hockey game here in Bowling Green, Ohio. And, and I've actually joked with the hockey team as I spend a lot of time with them. And I was sharing this with you off camera is I've, there's a lot of criticism, a lot of language. And <laughs> I, mean, lot, I can only imagine, but yeah, hockey games get violent. There's things that are being said to one another uh-huh. there on the ice. And I said, what would it look like, gentlemen, that the next time someone comes after you and says a horrible thing, to pause, to smile, and say, thanks for that thought. And I think you are an absolutely extraordinary human being. Hmm. I said, you just gave You've just taken back power for yourself. Yes. Because you now will not let yourself be affected, offended, hurt, responsive, reactive. And so it's it's a little bit provocative to think about complimenting your critic. But oftentimes, because of what you said is true, that even when someone's coming at you with poor intentions, hmm. it's going to be a gift. Yeah. And to actually say thank you for that and to say here's what I see hmm. Um, positive in your life, please. Yeah, I think that there's two different cycles that we can kind of get caught in, vortexes maybe. The one is the preservation of the ego, Hmm. which is, again, I'm on the ice or I'm in that board meeting. Uh, I'm on social media and someone criticizes me. I all of a sudden want to protect my ego. I all of a Hmm. sudden want to sort of, you know, get whatever ammunition I can in order to self-preservation there. Yeah. Or that I can get caught up in the vortex of self-growth, self-improvement, self-discovery. And my critic is a part of that, that vortex. And so again, if I can take a step back, if I can be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, then I can actually maybe potentially hear the truth that they might have for us. So what would you, what do you think about friends then? I mean, obviously people who are closest to it, to us who have good intentions for us. Mm-hmm. What does it look like for them to share? I mean, are they, I mean, obviously you're talking about critics and obviously there's friends and there's family. Like what do those different relationships look like? Yeah, um, I think uh, we need to, as best we can, assume uh, other people's best intentions for us. Okay. Regardless of tone or the way that it's delivered. Because that's, a, I think, a different thing. And so if it's a friend, I think to be able to talk to ourselves and be able to say like, no, like Michael's my friend or mm-hmm. uh, Michael's my leader, like he wants the best for me. And that can, I think, put my heart in a different position from receiving sure. that. But that friend might not share true brutal honesty with you, right? Which our critic might. Okay. Because you, you were talking earlier about some different, off camera, some different categories of people that you're thinking about. Talk yeah, more about so that. I think that, you know, there's uh, yeah. confidants, there's allies, and there's critics. Okay. And of course, you know, people can jump into every one of those things, but, you know, confidence, we don't have a lot of those. They're the two to three people in our life that we can process life with. We can share our kind of unguarded thoughts with, and they can help us wrestle through criticism that we have heard. And so I pull away from that conversation. I go to my confidant and I say, hey, this person said this to me. 
I need to digest that. I need to talk about that. That's a confidant, right? An ally is different. An ally is someone that we're trying to work with. We're trying to build a bridge and, you know, there's a uh, uh, kind of mutual trust there, but we're probably not going to challenge each other because we need that relationship to stay strong and healthy because we need one another. And then again, there's people that are critics. And whatever reason, whatever their motivations are, they're the ones that it feels like they attack us, but they are. They're the outside perspective. And again, we can see it as, hey, they're a threat, but again, we can turn that into actually their arrows make us stronger. Yeah. Their arrows help us see things, parts of ourselves that we don't see. And for good at understanding critics, you know, maybe some of those critics, we want to become allies. And so if we can get to the place of being thankful and complimenting them, we actually move them from a critic to an ally, potentially. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you would like to support Three Words Podcast, please like or subscribe or share with a friend. Well, and I mean, I'm so glad I had you on this episode because clearly you have expertise in this area and we want to have experts here on Three Words Podcast. And I appreciate you framing that for us to kind of, because now I can conceptualize exactly what this looks like in, in helping a critic actually become an ally. Hmm. And that ally might actually become a confidant. So is it possible... That that person who was in your life at some point a really hard critic hmm. someday become a confidant? Yeah, have you, mean, ever, have you, you know, ever had a relationship that actually <laughs> made that transition? Well, I definitely had a relationship that became where they became an ally, and uh, for whatever it was, wherever I interacted with this person in the halls, um, mm. they just always had uh, a negative tone towards me. And it wasn't things that they said, but it was just sort of like the way that they looked and the way that they spoke to me, the way they responded to me. You could tell. I could tell. Yeah. And so I just I had to level, and I just I just was like, hey, can we have a conversation? And they said yes, and I just said, hey, I. I feel like you have some hostility towards me. Am I just, am I crazy? Am I picking up on that? Can you help? Maybe I did something to offend you. Would you just en- enlighten me? And wow. This, yeah. There's a whole podcast, right? <laughs> to have the hard conversation with your critic who didn't even say a hard thing or a difficult thing, but you could just feel it to jump right into there, Nick. Yeah. And have that conversation. I can't well, wait to hear how. I, how well, I, I, and, and honestly, I've been people's critics too, right? And we realize <laughs> that we're, we're all human, right? Mm. We're all human. We're all trying to strive. We're all trying to get in a better position. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're like stepping on people to get there. Anyways, we had a great conversation. And while he, he actually didn't admit, he said, no, there's nothing that comes to mind that you've done. Maybe there's something under the surface, but either way, like it cleared the air. And from then on, we had a great working relationship together. And we're able to do like able to work together, do things together. He saw me in a different light. And I think that it really was a very positive thing for him. It helped him grow. Well, what I'm thinking about, even as you share, is this idea of first impressions. I, I, I've heard this over the years where people will say, oh yeah, the first time we met, we hated each other. Oh, yeah. And now we're like best friends. And and I think what's there at the root of that is sometimes our critics or those that maybe we kind of who rub us the wrong way or we have this kind of immediate conflict or negative reaction in our interactions, they might be a lot like us. <laughs> there might actually be some strong similarities. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the reason we're critics is because we feel threatened or yeah. maybe we feel a little jealous yeah. or maybe we feel... Um, insecure. Yeah. Like I'm thinking even, even about social media. If I'm going through social media, I'm on Facebook or I'm on Instagram or I'm seeing something posted, particularly in you know a political or religious context, social issues that people feel really strong about these days, right? Yeah. And what's going on inside of me that if someone posts something 
that's a strong perspective or opinion or viewpoint or worldview? What's going on inside of me where I feel like I need to rise up hmm. and attack it? Yeah. Fiercely, ferociously. It's probably more to do with me as the critic mm-hmm. than it is the person who actually I'm criticizing. And so yeah. I think one of the things, one of the reasons why I can actually say that I think complimenting a critic is a positive thing is it diffuses that. Hmm. It, 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 because if someone's coming after me, you yep. know, whether it's in their nonverbals, as you described, mm-hmm. or even just kind of under the surface or literally right at my face or right at, well, and typically people aren't going to do things right at your face. They're just going to do it with a text message <laughs> or a snap, or maybe I'll just post it on social media because the hard conversations most people are going to avoid. So I'm going to kind of choose to do it a little differently. But what does it look like to actually pause and respond graciously, kindly, and maybe even go over the top yep. and compliment? I mean, what would that look like? I'm picturing a social media feed (laughs) where there's like attack, attack, attack. And the person who's being attacked to say, thank you so much for that thought. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that comes from a good place. Uh Uh, I'm going to believe the best that you are trying to educate me because you think, like, what are you going to respond then? Probably not with more attacks. No, not at all. It's going to diffuse the situation. Yep, yep. And I've been in those situations, you know, for example, even at the grocery store where, you know, the the teller says something and it rubs me the wrong way and all of a sudden I've got an attitude and I kind of project that attitude and then they respond graciously towards me. I'm not going to then one-up, right? I'm going to, I'm going to now back off and begin towards that cycle of a healthier interaction like with that person. Um, I think with social media, it is, it's challenging because we can say things so quickly. Uh, we can interpret people's tones when we don't know what their tone is. We interpret people's words, you know, when it's only 160 characters, like, right. you know, what's the meaning of that phrase? Um, and we just have to admit that there's a lot that we don't know, particularly with social media, about someone's perspective, again, their tone, their heart. And if we want to, are we bold enough to seek that out? You know, would we DM someone and say, hey, can you help me understand that better? Yeah. You know, I took it this way. Did you mean it differently? Or maybe you meant it that way. And can you just help me appreciate more of what you said? Well, and not only, Nick, do we not know the whole story about what this person's thinking and their background and what's actually flowing out of those comments, mm-hmm. but we don't have all the answers to the world. Yeah. We don't have all the knowledge that is out there. And so oftentimes when we sit in our little world, we think we are the master and we are the experts on all of these various topics. And so we're quick to criticize because yeah. I obviously know the truth about everything, right? And I you know, I have all the answers. And so I'm here to educate you. Mm-hmm. So I, one of the things I wanted to talk about is I was thinking about as we were having this conversation, we seem to live in a day and age though, where it seems like the most ultimate offense is for you to hurt my feelings. And so this idea of... Cardinal sin right there. <laughs> Right. It, it, but so if I'm going to offer a criticism or if I'm going to offer a critique, like to even just, to even do that in general, there's this thought that you can't do that because it's going to hurt my feelings. And mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you say is, yeah, your feelings in this process of growth yep. and development and maturity, we're going to get our feelings hurt. And that's part of the gift. Mm -hmm. That's part of the process of growing up. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I I think uh, we can help change the environment of our feelings. Um, And our confidence can be a great uh, resource for this. When we Mm. pull out of that meeting, we 
talk to our confidence over the phone or whatever. The critic meeting, the difficult meeting. Yeah, the, you know, there's a difficult interaction with yeah. that critic, but then we get with our confidence mm. and we begin to gain perspective. Now, good confidence won't just sort of kind of puff us up, right? A good confidant will listen and then they'll affirm the things that are true from your perspective and the other person's perspective. But growing that perspective, getting on that hill diffuses my emotions. You know, uh, I, I coach uh, local wrestling and football here in town and we kind of say to parents, hey, if there's something that you're upset with, wait 24 hours, then send that email mm-hmm. to us. We're open to your feedback. Just wait 24 hours. There's something about time too, that just allows us yeah. just to kind of, as we think about it, we can just get a, a little bit better approach to re-engage. Well, and you said it best uh, earlier that oftentimes we respond so quickly on social media, and mm-hmm. so it tends to be reactive versus responsive. Yeah. So you, you're asking the parents of the wrestlers and the football players to be responsive, but not necessarily reactive. Another thought before we begin to close this conversation is the difference between criticism and critique. So I guess I'm thinking in terms of I'm a critic versus I'm offering you constructive criticism. Okay. So yeah. I think there's actually two different, because yeah. I think so, sometimes when we think you're a critic, we're seeing that in a negative term, but no, actually critiquing something because you said at the beginning, it's not my identity. It's maybe this job performance or maybe it's your comment or maybe it's your tone or maybe it's this one situation Mm-hmm. that I was in with Nick Gillespie mm-hmm. where it was awkward and it was difficult and it wasn't your best day and you weren't your best version, mm-hmm. but that's not you. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be taken so personally. So, you know, one of my favorite acrostics is Q-tip. Okay. Uh, and so I'm actually not, uh, this is, this episode is not being underwritten by Q-tip, but quit taking it personally. Yes. And so often, and I'm guessing if you are taking everything really personally, there is no way that you're going to be able to actually compliment your critic, not to mention listen to a critic at all. Yes. So what are some of your final thoughts? Because obviously we're listening here, Nick, and, and the, our viewers and our listeners, YouTube, and they're thinking, this is crazy. I'm sure when this episode airs, this is crazy. I can't imagine doing that. And yet there's part of us deep inside are like, but I need to if I'm going to grow up. Mm-hmm. I need to if I'm going to evolve. I'm, I need to kind of engage in this hard process yeah. if I'm going to become the best version of myself. So give us some tips. Well, Wrap it up for us. As we said at the beginning, it is an appetite, right? You've got to develop that. Mm-hmm. And that takes time. And so it's hard work. And you and I both have put hard work in ourselves in order to get to the point where we can hear the critics and we can hear the criticism and be able to make something good of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being thankful Right, I think having a thankful heart for different types of people, being thankful for my confidants, being thankful for my allies, and being thankful for my critics, being thankful for my haters, um, because they they push me in a way that no one else does, and I can thank them for that, even if it's in my heart and not even like with them. And then thankful I thankful for your haters. I mean, that's, <laughs> this is so good, Nick, because probably no one anywhere, anytime has said, "I want you to be thankful." For your haters, well, but it's, it's true. It's true. And if you don't have haters, you're probably not a leader. I mean, if you're a leader, yeah. <laughs> if you're a leader, you're just going to rub people the wrong way. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so we should be thankful when there are our haters. And then how is it that we build a positive relationship with them, seeing that they're human, you know, uh, being grateful for them. And then if anything, thanking them for speaking truth to us. Again, we don't have to justify their tone or their approach, 
But if we can find that nugget of truth, we can be thankful for that nugget that they were willing to share with us because it takes great boldness to do that. Nick, you are an expert. You are a leader. Um, you are my friend and my brother. And I'm so thankful to have this conversation with you today. Thanks for being with being us here. today. Yeah, absolutely. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.